0: Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about disagreements in code reviews, so let's get into it. So the question in question was, Frederick, how do you handle a disagreement during the code review? A reviewer will ask for a change, but the author believes that the change would be incorrect, for example. So this is where those soft skills really come in handy, my friend. And also when the expert democracy makes itself known. Let me explain that a little bit. So soft skills, my friend, is... Well, it's something that I've mentioned a few times before and you've probably heard it once or twice if you've been trying to get into IT. And soft skills is a very fluffy term and it's very wide and broad and super, super tricky to define really, really well. But here is an instance where I can really, really make you give you a concrete example of when it's important. Can you, in an adult, professional manner, disagree with another human being, tell them that you think that this is not the correct way of doing something, and have a resolution to this issue without... Resentment between you and the other person. Can you avoid insulting someone's intelligence? Can you can you make them see your point? Can you talk to them in a way where they might say that yes, I understand your point, but I don't agree, or yes, I understand your point. Actually, we could do this as a temporary fashion because you are now at an impasse between uh, between yourself and someone else, and it can be an arbitrary thing. It can be such a simple little, and this is the thing that is the number one, apart from like, if we talk just internally in the team, this is the number one reason for friction between software developers within a team. External teams, it's always dependencies and communication and so forth and responses usually. But for the internal team, this is the number one area of problems and this is one of the major reasons why soft skills is, is a very big requirement for uh, companies when they hire software developers because if you don't maneuver the situation well, what's gonna happen is that you're gonna start hating your coworkers, and what's gonna happen is that next time they have something you're gonna go extra hard on trying to be mean or you're gonna try to push it you know stick it to them or be extra strict or like try to really go in and try to find every little nook and cranny of a mistake that you could possibly find and make these arbitrarily like pity uh, comments that you know petty people do and so The way that I handle this is actually very simple, I look at it as just a philosophical exercise or a debate or anything like that, where my goal now is to in the cleanest, most structured way possible Explain how I was thinking when I did the thing I did. Let's say that I am the person who is, uh, who is the per. I I wrote the code, and someone says I would like you to do it this way and this way, and I said, and then I always start with either an I I feel statement because that's very good. Always, that's my number one tip for anybody who's working in a professional environment. These sort of television shows where you see people who kind of like act like, like bosses and like be are assertive and this and that. That usually doesn't fly very long, my friend. There are some cultures where people will accept that sort of behavior, but if you look at your politicians, they're masters of this. They are the pinnacle of um, like the ones that actually make it all the way up to the... like Not all of them, of course, but you will see the sort of thing that they're trying to work towards, which is this sort of Collected way, unless they're like at the a rallying, rallying thing or so forth, so forth. The the goal for you in a really in a, in a debate is to make yourself look as the informed professional or the voice of the people who are watching or listening and so forth. And usually, the easy simple way of doing that is to stay collected and calm and you know, sort of address issues and so forth, but it, do that in a way that doesn't give power over to your adversary or something like that. Now this is a conversation between two co-workers so you don't have to think about press releases or anything like that but it's the same sort of game. You're trying to just express in a non confrontational way without using any type of wording or anything like that that is sort of like aggressive, that this is how I feel about it. This is how I was thinking about this. My thinking was this, etc., etc., just from your point of view. You don't say anything other than this was how I thought about it, and I thought it would be nice if we did this and that. You f- just present your reasoning, your facts, and like your motivation for doing something, and then either the person, if you're really good at this, they're going to just agree with you, or they're going to offer an alternative, or so forth and so forth and then you discuss back and forth if you are the person who is saying something about the code usually the way I do it is that I make a suggestion I would suggest that we do this instead of that or maybe we could do this, Like you, you make a suggestion you don't tell people what to do, you just suggest how to do things unless there's something where there's an actual serious issue then you might have to do it in a bit of a different way this way of communication is very non-hostile and it's intended to be that way because the main focus as you have to, this and this is the key insight that you have to bring with you, your focus here is not to be right and to have your coworker be wrong. Your focus is to agree on a way forward together to find a solution to the problem. And that becomes almost impossible if you piss the other person off. And remember, guys, usually when you feel that nudge when you're irritated with someone and so forth and you want to say some really strong words to them, it's more about you. It's, a more, it's usually more about your personal gratification and feeling superior to somebody else or being able to you know, rub something in, the, in somebody else's face or emotion, indulging your own emotions. But what's going to happen if you do that is that you actually destroy your chances of making real progress. So really try to think about that it's really difficult, but really try to think about that it's not trying to avoid being firm with someone who's misbehaving or something like that but this is a code review it's not like life and death it's not someone trying to do something because they're mean or they, you know it's 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 uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's a situation where you can really only lose. Very often by escalating it and like getting aggressive and so forth, and if you turn it turns out that you can't really, in a structured way in a nice and calm discussion reach a consensus, bring in a third party. this is one of the reasons why I suggest that everybody has like a like an by arm like a wave master I don't know what they call it in English, but an arbiter uh, someone who just comes in and says, well." I agree with this person or that person. It's a third perspective, basically. And then usually that breaks the stalemate if there is a stalemate. So what I want you to take away from this is that the way that I handle disagreements in code review is that I realize that a code review is usually down to either there is a bar or like an issue, and then there's no disagreement. But usually in a disagreement, in a code review, it is philosophical. It's, you know republicans versus democrats or whatever so forth and so forth and the problem with that situation is that if you want to make progress and get something to move you have to find a way to communicate your thoughts to each other in the most structured non-hostile way possible because your focus has to be to get the, the lines of code necessary to move forward and have everybody sort of feel like yeah that seems to be a decent solution. Maybe I would have done it a little bit different, but yeah, it's gonna be good enough or like something like that, because now you actually worked together to solve an issue without you having like your, perf- Yeah, without having one party feel like they were crushed by the other party. And if you can do this, and this is, requires soft skills, it requires non-threatening communication, I feel statements are very useful here, or I suggest that, you never ever just tell people their business, you just suggest things or, and so forth, because you're still getting your point across without being up in the face of everybody else, right? If you can do this and you still find that you're kind of just circling around each other, where you can't really agree, even if you're doing it in a non-hostile way, remember, you being getting aggressive in this situation is probably not gonna help all that much. Uh, It might actually be a risk to you and your future at the company. Uh, Bring in a third party and have them do the democratic thing. This is where the expert democracy really makes it shows itself, where usually the person with the most information or the most seniority is the person whose voice has the most weight. Sometimes that's going to work in your favor, and sometimes it's not going to work in your favor. But I would say that it's probably the best system I've ever seen when having a dispute related to uh, philosophical viewpoints or things like that. Have a great day.